Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. Hey, when people pray, listen. So there might be something for you when people pray. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So this man wrote to his son who is in prison. Dear son, this is the letter's contents. Your mom and I love you very much. And we miss you dearly ever since you went to prison. I especially miss you now that spring is here. And it's time to plow the fields. The ground is hard. My back is old. And I'm afraid I will never be able to plant the crops in time. Love, Dad. So he got a letter back from his son a couple of weeks later. Dear Dad, absolutely do not dig in the field. That is where I hid that thing. You know I cannot say what it is because... They read our mail. Just do not dig anywhere in the field. Your son. A couple weeks later, the dad writes back to the son. Dear son, an army of police officers came out to our house. And they dug up every square inch of our field. I said, what are you doing? And they said, we can't talk about it. We're looking for something. He said, well, praise God, son. It looks like I'll get the crops planted this year. Your loving and grateful father. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant. There you go. (laughs) Father got the time to plant. And a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend, which is to tear, and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. In Ecclesiastes, the writer Solomon speaks about different times in our lives that that require different types of action. Well, in our scripture, the Bible says very plainly, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I'd like to preach on the thought of a message. Thankfulness is always in season. 
Right now we're in the holiday season and my wife and I, I think it's 96.1. They play Christmas music, you know, from the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Christmas music to various songs which vary in their degrees of Christmasness, but they're Christmas music. Sometimes you're like, what is that? But I remember one year it was after Christmas and my wife and I had programmed this this uh, radio station into the car. And we turned on the car and some kind of light rock music came on. It's not what I really listened to, okay? And we're like, we checked the station. Well, it was the same station, 96.1. But you see, the season had changed. (laughs) They were back to doing business as usual, back to playing the old things as usual. You know that you can see that the day after Christmas, you go into Walmart, guess what's going to be up? Probably Valentine's Day, right? You go December 26th. It's a new season. And after Valentine's Day, what is it? St. Patrick's Day, the day after. And after St. Patrick's Day, it might be 4th of July. But they're always changing the season. And if they're already getting stuck. If you work at Walmart, they're getting ready for the after Christmas. There's already the, you know, the candy and the hearts and everything. They have to dust them off from last year. (laughs) But... We just got out of hurricane season. We're all in seasons of our lives. Well, you know, the holiday of Thanksgiving is over. But in our Bible, I want to just impress this upon you that thankfulness is always in season. It's an attitude. It's a spirit. It's not one day. It's something that is a way of life. The first thing I'd like to share, the Bible says that the apostle writing by the spirit of God, he says that in everything, in everything, be thankful. It's God's will. You know, in the Old Testament, the Bible says, be thankful. That was before Jesus was born of a virgin. That's the first 39 books of the Bible. The Bible said in Psalms 100, verse 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And then the Bible says this, be thankful unto him. Now I thank God that brother Chris brings donuts and I like donuts, but when I eat a donut, I'm not thankful for the glaze. I don't say God, uh, or I don't pray to the glaze and say, Oh glaze. I'm thankful to you. I I am thankful for the donut, but I'm thankful to the Lord for the donut. The Bible said, be thankful unto him. What about in the new Testament? The Bible said, and let the peace of God in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15 rule in your hearts to the which ye are also called in one body. And do what? And be ye thankful. So in the Old and the New Testament, God is saying that you need to be thankful to be in God's will. Say, well, preacher, if I'm not thankful, am I out of God's will? In a word, yes. Ooh, preacher, that shakes up a lot of people. It's like this little girl said, Daddy, do you believe that God hears us when we pray? Because she had heard her dad giving thanks for the food at Thanksgiving. And the father said, well, yes, honey. And the little daughter said, so does he also hear everything else we say? And the dad was thinking he was making a great spiritual impact on his child. He says, well, yes, honey. God hears everything that we say. And so the little daughter scratches our head. said, but which one does he believe? This little boy said, I want to go out. Daddy, put the snow chains on the car. I know all the words. 
So when we're thankful, we're in God's will. But when we're unthankful, brethren, we're out of God's will. In the Old Testament, the Bible said in Numbers chapter 11 and verse 1, and when the people complained, it was the post office. No, it was not. It displeased the Lord. Really? But they were just complaining. They weren't killing anybody, but they were out of God's will. So a preacher, what did God do? His anger was kindled. That means like a fire that blew up. And the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them into chicharrones that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. God just fried some folks up and said, what was their sin? They were unthankful. What are chicharrones? Pork rinds. They're good. Okay. Right. But not if they're made out of people, but if they're made out of pig. But anyway, anyway. But in the New Testament, the Bible says in Romans chapter 1 and verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. It's not a big deal. But if you keep reading, there is a downward spiral that those people take. And the Bible said, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. And you see as you continue to read Romans chapter 1 that their lives became filled with everything but God. And brethren, I want, I want Jesus and you can take everything else. But you see our mind is going to be filled with something. We need to be thankful to be in the will of God. And so a preacher... Uh, well, what I, I mean that I'm thankful in my heart, but I don't have to say it. You ever heard about the 10 lepers? The 10 lepers came to Jesus in Luke chapter 17 and they cried for his mercy. And he said, go show yourself to the priests. And as they went, the Bible said they were healed. How many went back to Jesus? One. Now, I hope that doesn't show the percentage of thankfulness. They say, well, what about the other nine? They didn't go back to Jesus. Were they thankful? Look, if you would be able to go back in time, get into a time machine, go back in time, find those other nine lepers, that's nine, right? And ask them, hey, weren't you healed by Jesus? Why, yes, I was. I'm courting this, you know, young lady now and we're getting ready to be married. Well, are you thankful? Of course I'm thankful. You found another man. He's starting a business. Weren't you healed by Jesus? I'm starting a business. I'm thankful. So a preacher, I believe they're thankful. But you see, if you don't tell the one that gave you the blessing, your lack of gratitude is perceived as ingratitude. What did Jesus say? When this one came and fell at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks, Jesus answered and said, were there not? Ten cleansed? Jesus said, where are the nine? Where are they? Jesus was saying, I expect to hear that thanksgiving. You know, and we thank God. And I'm not talking about saying thanks, okay? But I'm talking about being thankful. The Bible said in everything, give thanks. But it's not the saying of thanks. Have your, have your children ever gotten a gift? And they look at that gift like the glaze on the donut. They're like, ooh, look at this gift. 
and you, you, you gotta prompt your kids, right? You kind of shake them a little bit, you touch their shoulder or their head, and say, what do you say? And then they say, thanks, you know. Thank you. But do they really mean it? They're just saying it so they get their parents off the hook from looking like awful parents, right? <laughs> Have you ever said something to a, a, a person that wants to say something on the phone? You go, thanks, but no thanks. I mean, you're really not giving thanks, right? You're just basically saying, leave me alone. And when the kids get the gift, say thanks. Thanks, can I go play with it now? They're not really saying that they're being thankful. They're just saying, I want to go play with my thing or eat my donut or eat my cookie. Or if they're older, the difference between men and boys is the price of their toys. Drive my car, uh, sail my boat. Let me get out of this uncomfortable situation. But you see, when God comes into our heart, it's not about saying thanks. It's about being thankful. Full unto the Lord. The Bible, you know, if you have a heart attack, you ever see someone with a heart attack, and, and hopefully just in a movie or something, and they grab their chest, right? Because the source of the pain and the source of the problem are in the same place. <laughs> you know, that in our heart, it goes to the heart. When we need something to change in our life, it goes to the heart. The Bible says in Romans chapter 16, but God be thanked that you were servants of sin, that you were servants of sin, but that ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. That you changed in your heart. The Bible says, for with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. With the heart and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. There was a lady named Helen Keller. She had a lot to be unthankful for. And she was quoted as saying, so much has been given to me that I don't have time to ponder what I don't have. She was thankful for all that God had given her. Thankfulness is always in season. To be thankful in everything. You know, I preach this. The Bible says be thankful in everything, but it doesn't say be thankful for everything. Like, you wouldn't be thankful for a broken arm. I didn't preach that. But then I read something else in the Bible. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, it knocked my doctrine on its head. Giving thanks always for all things. Yee. Even a broken arm? Even a flat tire? Even a problem at home? Um, that's what the Bible says. As a preacher, I can't change it. But I'm like, if I preach it from the housetops and we accept it into our hearts, then God can do something in our lives. The Bible says, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Say, well, preacher, even when bad things happen, doesn't the Bible say tribulation worketh patience? Have you ever made lemonade before? Most, no, if you're in the new generation, you go buy Kool-Aid or you go buy lemonade, you know, but uh, back in the day, some of us may have made lemonade. Have you ever made lemonade without lemons? Well, preacher, I don't want the lemons, you know, they're sour and everything. You can't make lemonade without lemons. Have you ever heard it said that when life gives you a lemon? 
maybe this lemon has a purpose in my life. You know that my, my wife and I, we've had some unfortunate things happen. And, and I, I, I have a, what, you know what I say when the unfortunate thing happens? I'm putting her on the spot. Well, I said we must need it. We must need it. I didn't know that this was happening, but we must need it. What are you saying, God? I accept. You know why? Because for all things that preacher, but is it crazy to give thanks for a broken arm? Well, no, it's not. You're not thanking God for the broken arm so much as saying, I recognize that in God's master plan, this is one ingredient in my lemonade. But I'm also recognizing that all things work together for good. I know that God's going to take this negative part and God's going to get glory and God's going to actually work something better in my life. So recognizing that I don't recognize everything, I'm going to recognize the hand of God and say, God, I don't understand it, but I'm going to be thankful even in the middle of a broken arm or a broken relationship or a broken car or a broken job. God is still God. No matter what, I'm going to praise his name. You know that when, when Paul was beaten, I was sharing this with Brother David, it said that he was beaten with many stripes. And I thought, man, that, that means that they whipped him many times. You see, the Jews were allowed to give 40 lashes. And so Paul recognized that he was beaten of the Jews, I think it said five times, 40 stripes, save one. Because the Jews would only do 39 because they were, they were regulated in their their punishment to the people, that their brothers wouldn't seem vile unto them. They weren't allowed to beat them uh, senseless. But the Romans were not like that. The Romans could beat you until they got tired. And so the Bible said they laid many stripes on Paul. Then they put him in the jail and he was bleeding and probably, uh, you know, probably just shaking from the pain. But the Bible says at midnight, Paul and Silas did what? They prayed, but they didn't stop there. They begin to sing praises unto God. Now, after being that many stripes, you can imagine that prison guard just beating until the sweat was coming out of his, of his pores. But it couldn't change Paul because he said, I'm going to be thankful in everything. I don't know what's going on. But if you read the account that the Bible said that there's an earthquake and God began to shake the prisons of the foundations and everybody's door was open and everybody's bonds came off and the prison keeper came and he gave his life to Jesus and then they went to his house and they gave their lives to Jesus. God had some lemons but God was making lemonade. Brethren he's doing it in your life too. There was a woman in India she was an old widow and she arrived at her church with a, a large offering of rice far more than the poor woman could be expected to afford. And the itinerant pastor of the church uh, did not know the widow very well, but he did know that she was poor. So he asked her if she was making the offering in gratitude for some unusual blessing. Yes, the woman said, my son was sick and I promised a large gift to God if he got well. Is your son recovered? Asked the pastor. The widow paused and hung her head and said, no, he died last week. And then she continued, but I know that he's in God's care. For that, I am especially thankful. What was she doing? She was being thankful. 
for all things. And I realized that preacher said, well, if I can only be thankful in the good things, my life will be inconsistent. You know that as a Christian, you know what people are looking for in our lives? Kids are good at catching this. Consistency. A detection of inconsistency is fatal to the reception of the message of the gospel. We have to be consistent. And so, preacher, what's God going to do if we're consistent? You don't know what he's going to do. But I do know what his word says. And God said he's going to work it all together for the good. And I've even been thinking out, you know, because sometimes I'll picture this or this. Well, why don't you give yourself some more options? What if God did that? Or what if God did the other? Why don't we begin to say, wait a second, God, you're too small to think like that. We serve an amazing God. The heavens are his throne. The earth is his footstool. The gospel is about raising from the dead. Man, if God can rise from the dead, God can fix my little problem. If God can feed 5,000 men. You know what God did before he fed the 5,000 men? Before he even multiplied the bread and the fish? He gave thanks. Why did he give thanks? In faith. Well, the bread wasn't multiplied. The fish weren't multiplied. He didn't have the provision yet. But he trusted in his father. He gave thanks for the situation before it even worked out. And that's the last thing. With every prayer... Be thankful. With every prayer, be thankful. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, it says, be careful or worry about nothing. You know, that's also a command. Have you ever worried about something? Sometimes I go, I, you know, something's going on in my life. You know what I do? I go take my blood pressure. I don't have to go to Walmart because my mom bought me one of those portable ones that you can use at home. And I want to see if it's just there because, you know, if you worry enough, your blood pressure will actually go up. And so if I start to feel something, I'm going to say, let me see if this is just running around in my head or if my blood pressure is high. And you know what? We don't need high blood pressure. We need low blood pressure. We need to chillax and chill out. And uh, when we are thankful in prayer, we can worry or we can find a replacement for that worry in everything that you go through. The Bible said, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with what? Thanksgiving. In every prayer. What is it? It said, let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and will guard your minds through Christ Jesus. But with heads bowed and eyes closed, God will guard you. Why? Because I got the substitute teacher. Worries out. Thankfulness is in. Well, God, I'm just going just gonna to trust you and be thankful right now. And I don't know what, uh, say, well, preacher, they say a recession's coming. And they say this is coming. But my Bible says, but my God shall supply all your need. That's what it says. According. To his riches in glory by whom? Christ Jesus. The Bible says in everything give thanks. Why? It's always in season. For this is the will of God. Preacher, I've been out of the will of God. Well, we can get in the will of God. You're out of the will of God being unthankful all the time. But you know what? I'm going to start being thankful. I'm going to be thankful for my wife. I'm going to be thankful for my husband. I'm going to tell them. 
God, I'm thankful that you gave me them. God, I'm thankful, Lord, for the clothes I have to wash. I'm thankful for my car that's a little bit older than a new car because it works. God, I'm thankful for the church. It's small, but it's got a big heart of love. God, I'm thankful, and I want to be in your will. This is the will of God. Brethren, let's be in the will of God, and let's get all the benefits from being in the will of God because he said he'll never leave you nor forsake you, but he'll go with you all the way, even unto the end of the world and where Jesus is. It says nothing is impossible with God. Nothing, nothing that you're going through is impossible. He's still a God that does miracles. Let's be in his will. Let's find a place to pray. Father, I've preached your word. Oh God, if I've been unthankful, Lord, forgive that sin, God, and let me be a thankful Christian. Let me be thankful in all things, but God, let me take a step of faith. Brethren, take a step of faith. Be thankful for those negative things. Knowing that they're a necessary ingredient in your spiritual lemonade. They're a necessary ingredient to recognize that God of the hills, he's still God of the valleys. He still gives a victory in every situation that you put him in. He always giveth us the victory. Father, have your way. Lord, as we find a place to pray and as she begins to sing, thankfulness is always in season. Let's get in season with the Lord. Let's get in his will.